0: This, this time this on time. Holy Ghost Notes. So bad. Why do you listen to this podcast? <laughs> I am getting old. I get really excited because I love socks. I couldn't feel my leg. No, of course not. Like that's not the way to do it. You need to stop podcasting. What's up, all you beautiful people? This is Tim Anderson and Matt Griner, and you are listening to the Holy Ghost Notes podcast. Matt, what do you think of that intro just now? It was probably the best one I've ever done. I think. <laughs> <laughs> this episode
1: is affirmation. <laughs> affirmation. <laughs> that was pretty good. I, I, I think it was pretty high on the encouraging level, and yeah, um, I need you to. I need you to. Actually, need you to do it again so I can assess. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, how good it was. Can you do it again? I can Tick do two. it. Should, should I try to do it better or worse? Okay. What do
0: you think? Um. Tried to do it worse. Worse, all right. It was pretty good. Yeah. Hey guys, this is Tim Anderson and Matt Griner. and uh, you know what this is? This is the Holy Ghost Notes podcast. Man, that might've, I might I might have outdone myself actually with that one.
1: I think I think I that think was that worse. Was better. I th- was it? Worse? I think it was worse. I think it was worse. Okay. Right. Was worse. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Here's
0: what you left out. Beautiful people. <laughs> oh yeah, beautiful people. <laughs> Which I can't see any of you, so I'm just assuming. Um, yeah. So you guys have to, you know pick up the slack there <laughs> I don't I don't know so I'm just assuming
1: yeah that's that's a fair assumption yeah. it's uh I like your mindset when you say something like that though because it's it's optimistic yeah. it's a glass half full you know <laughs> we're, we're hoping like, that I most like, of our listener base is beautiful <laughs> in some way or another l- <laughs> it's no, it's important to view people as as um as generally good you know yeah I mean like in all seriousness if you if you walk around and you and you think that people are generally bad and evil (laughs) and poor and ugly yeah then you're going to treat them poorly and that's that's what I mean like when you start an episode off like that it's it's cool because that's really how you are you're you're very you you think highly of people yeah simply put and I think that that says a lot about probably the people in your life Um, the people closest to you—that I'm also like trusting to a fault. Yeah,
0: Mm -hmm. I am. uh, I am very naive. (laughs) Like, (laughs) my wife is very um, perceptive. I should say that's probably a good word for it. She's she's very. um, She has a good sense about people. So sometimes, like, we'll meet somebody, and I'll be like, "That guy was so cool," like. That was, like, such a cool conversation. I I would totally be friends with that guy. And my wife will be like, Babe, that guy was, like, not into the conversation at all. And he uh, was literally making fun of you and <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like he doesn't seem like a good guy to me I get a bad feeling about that guy I was like oh yeah alright well <laughs> like, and it, most of the intuitive. time she is right she is spot on she'll be like I don't trust that person and yeah, a few months down the road something will happen I'll be like yeah, there you go yeah, <laughs> really so yeah so I trust her when she tells me like watch out like I, I, I watch out we make a good team in that way because I'm just mm. overly friendly and, uh, Hmm. trusting and, but, but yeah, you're right. We should always assume the best in people. We should trust our instincts as well. Um, but we should, uh, go into, um, friendships and relationships and interactions with people, uh, thinking the best of them. I think that's a good, Mm -hmm. I think it's a good approach.
1: Yeah, I think so too. I was, um, I was out, well, we were in Columbus last night. We're currently still on tour. Uh, this episode comes out tomorrow and we'll be in Detroit, Michigan then so we have three shows left we have a day off today in Columbus, last night we played here and um, before the show I had arranged for myself to meet up with a a gentleman uh, he's in his mid, low to mid 20's and he is um, he's disabled Um, and his mom's friend actually reached out to me and said hey my my friend's son uh, would love to meet you. He's unable to come to the show. He's on a ventilator. Mm-hmm. Um, his mom drives him around. His mom is his primary and only caregiver, and he'd love to. He just love to meet you. That's cool. Is it possible that his mom could drive him to the venue, park outside, put on the four ways, and you go out and meet up with them? I said, yeah, absolutely. This was a little bit ago, a couple weeks ago. Okay. So we had this lined up for a while. And uh, last night before the show, I, I went out and um, I spent like an hour with him and his mom. Oh, cool. he, <laughs> he was making me laugh so hard. He's, he's a really sharp kid. Um, he was in an accident when he was six. Oh. Uh, his mom had him. He was the oldest, six. Uh, I think maybe a five-year-old, a four-year-old, and a three-day-old. And she went, she went right from one hospital to the next to be with her son who had just been in this accident and was seriously injured Um, and now 17 years later he's defied all odds and he is um sharp as can be and Mm. really just the sweetest kid Um, so anyway he was telling me he's like his mom's like you know tell tell matt you know what you do um in the morning when you wake up like what do you ask alexa to tell you, and he's like, "Oh yeah." He's like, "I say, Alexa, Alexa, what is the weather like where August Burns Red is playing today?" <laughs> and I said, "What do you mean? You say that to?" Him? He said, "Well, I ask Alexa what the weather is like in, say, you know, I look up your tour itinerary. Oh, they're playing Detroit. What's the weather like in Detroit?" <laughs> and I said, "Why do you do that?" He said, "Well, I just like to keep track of where you guys are and what it's like where you're at on tour." Uh-huh. I said, really, you do that? He said, yeah, I I do that every morning. His mom's like, yup, he does it every single morning. And uh, his mom's like, Matt, he doesn't listen to many bands like yours. And in the back he's in his, you know, he's on a ventilator, he's in his chair and everything. He's kind of like just situated in the back. I hear him go, I don't even like music. I know that's (laughs) gonna make you laugh, but I hate music. (laughs) I'm like, well, what bands do you listen to? He goes, I like Demon Hunter. I like Phineas, I like Fit a King, and I like August Burns Red. Wow. Just four. And then his mom proceeded to pull out this, like, like almost like an insulated lunchbox, and she opened it up, and inside were all these CDs, and I would say at least half of them were August Burns Red. Wow. And he goes, I'm, I'm only missing two. I'm only missing two of them. I was like, man, that is incredible. That is incredible. So we ended up hanging out, and... Um, and talking for yeah, like I said, about an hour, and, and he just had all these questions, things that he wanted to know about tour and home and. Um, I yeah, some point I ended up FaceTiming Annie. I was like, I, I have to introduce this guy to Annie <laughs> yeah. and you know vice versa. I left the van. I went back to the bus and I had taken this selfie. You know, and I just looked at it this morning. I was like, man, this kid smile. Is huge and it's like one of those smiles that is real, you know, how people smile for cameras, like, All right, smile. His is like, I can't control this. Yeah, I'm the happiest person in the world right now. (laughs) (laughs) This kid was amazing. So, anyway, I bring all that up to say I told him that I'm not going to remember the show in Columbus. but I will never forget spending time with him. Mm. And his mom's like, really? I said, yeah, I said, that's, that's the way it works. When you meet amazing people on tour, when you have a, you know, a one-to-one interaction with somebody, you remember it. Right. But you really don't remember too much about the interaction or the show that you have with 1500 people. Right. Funny enough, last night's crowd was so bland if anyone what? was at the Columbus show, um, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. It was like we were playing for Killswitch fans, mm. and it felt like that was about it. Yeah. <laughs> so that statement was really true, and I didn't even That's, know it. I was wow. just like, I'm gonna remember you. I told him, um, I told him we're friends. You know, we're friends now. He said, Yeah. He's like, he's like, I knew you were. I, I knew you were going to be relatable and that we would have a lot to talk about that we would be good friends <laughs> you know great. it just it, it took me back to like being a, a kid where you weren't jaded and you mm-hmm. weren't cynical and you, you didn't have to question what someone was saying everything yeah. he was saying was was genuine and was real and mm-hmm. really spoke to me
0: that's and awesome.
1: I told my fiance this morning, I was like, that was the highlight of my week. Mm. And the more I think about it, it's pro- probably probably the highlight of the tour. Right. A lot of highlights on this tour. Great tour. Yeah. But that last night was just so freaking cool. Yeah. To meet someone like that whose world was, in some ways, st- stolen. Their future was stolen from them in a way, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're right. injured. Yeah. And yet... The things that they do and are able to experience, they love so much more than I think a lot of us even love the things we're able to do. And we're able right. to do almost everything, you know. Yeah. Like, what can we not do? So, it was it was really cool. That's
0: awesome. It was really cool. I love that so much. Yeah, I, I, um, I love that you get to, you know, it's not every show, obviously, but I love that um, you have little opportunities like that to to meet people along the way that you wouldn't have met otherwise, you know, if yeah. it wasn't for this band or for this specific tour or, um, you know, if you were just a farmer in Lancaster, Pennsylvania the in- for your entire life, like you'd never meet these cool individuals who in a way shape who you are as a person, you know, mm-hmm. I've always, I've always tried to look at situations that way. Like if I, if I wasn't doing this right now, if I wasn't talking to these people, I wouldn't be who I am. It's like Mm -hmm. the people that we meet and the the things, the choices that we make, the things that we do and primarily the people that we spend time with and, and meet that really impact how we see life and, 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 you know, who we are as people. Mm -hmm. So exactly. That's pretty cool. I love that.
1: Yeah. It's, it's a, and, and here's the last part of this too. I'll just, um, I'll keep this brief, but, I was talking to Annie last night and it was, it was, it gets tough after a week of, or after a month of not seeing each other. Yeah. I mean, most, most couples don't go more than, I don't know, a week without seeing each other. Yeah. Some, not. some, in in some cases it's less than that. Um, but in our case, you know, it's been a month, it's been a decently long time. And it was, it was kind of, it's kind of getting to the point where it's like, all right, I need to come home. Like it's, it's time, you know, this is tough. Mm-hmm. We're doing it, and it's good, but it's tough. And I was saying to her last night that I really feel like God's given both of us jobs that um, require us to to kind of be apart from each other for yeah. for some amount of time. Like I'm on tour for a month, five weeks, six weeks. She's working full time in a church doing kids ministry. Mm-hmm. If you're in if you're in ministry, <laughs> you know what I mean when I yeah. say like. I'm learning from her that there's not a nine to five. <laughs> there's a lot of work yep. after you're done with work. There's mm-hmm. a lot of work, and I was saying how how cool it is that our work apart from each other is um, we feel like it's it's important. Like we feel like we have a sense of purpose in it, right? And it helps you deal with the fact that you're apart from each other mm. because if we were apart from each other doing work that we really didn't care about and didn't feel like we had a whole lot of impact and what we were doing pff, that would suck yeah I wouldn't be able to deal with that yeah so it's like you have a night like last night where we you're talking to this kid for an hour and it's like oh we can do this babe mm-hmm. you know just telling her that story she's like okay yeah this is this is incredible like I miss you can't wait to see you come home please now as <laughs> soon as possible but yeah. you're out there oh, okay it's awesome that this is actually happening while you're gone yeah
0: makes sense of the situation yeah. mm-hmm kind of makes it worth it yes I think you said something really interesting and I again I don't want to take too much time going into this but I think um it'd be a missed opportunity if I didn't say it you guys listening like it makes such a difference when you're doing something with purpose when you know that what whatever it is that you're doing whether you like it or not there's purpose to it um it actually becomes more enjoyable and more fulfilling um I remember, like, I was just working, like, a, like, a retail job, um, or no, this was after the retail job. I was working just, like, a, yeah, like, an IT career job I was recruiting, and, um, it was right after I got married, and I had kind of, I'd left my band and, and kind of stopped pursuing music full-time like I had been, and, um, I felt, I felt like I was without a purpose, and... I realized that my purpose wasn't gone it had just shifted and my purpose became my wife my wife was my purpose and eventually my my children they're my mm-hmm. purpose if I am um, fulfilling my duties as a husband and a father I am fulfilling my purpose mm-hmm. um, that changed my perspective because everything else didn't matter as much you know, right. Music was still a calling of mine, but it wasn't necessarily my purpose. And I right. was okay with that because this is my purpose. <laughs> so mm-hmm. if I'm doing that, exactly. then I am fulfill I'm fulfilling my purpose. So That's find a great the thing point. in your life, um, you know, whether it's, you know, your, your spouse or your, uh, your children or, or even the job you're in. Like, look at like maybe you don't like your job, like actually what you do, but you see how it impacts others. You know, find your purpose in that. I did that with recruiting. I was like, I'm helping people get jobs and make mm-hmm. more money. Like, that was like, okay, well, my purpose at this job is to actually to help people get jobs, <laughs> you know? Mm. And so mm. it, it changed my my way of looking at it and it was all of a There's sudden- There was a lot of purpose was, in that. There was more purpose to it, yeah. So take whatever it is you have in your life. If you're feeling like, you're not fulfilling your purpose. I'm sure a lot of you are um, feeling like your calling is in music. Maybe your purpose is in music. Um, but find purpose in whatever it is that you're doing right now, um, and it will change your perspective. So I'll leave it at that. I don't want to go too deep into that because that's a whole topic in itself. But
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I kind of want to piggyback off that a little bit. Um, and, and just speak to the way that so, um, some of the church— growing up structured the idea of evangelism mm. um, oh boy yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: well all I mean is um, if I if, if we're really just called to go out and tell people that Jesus loves them I I've, I've highly doubt that I would have been hanging out with this kid last night for an hour talking about all the things we were talking about. Instead, I believe God gives us something in our heart that we feel like we can't do anything in life more important than this one thing, than this passion that he like implants in us. It's it's there. We can't get rid of it. We can't ignore it. And so we start chasing it and, and we have decisions to make with that passion. Are we going to use it for us, or are we gonna use it for other people? And if we decide to use it for other people and us, of course it gives us satisfaction, but there's a way we can do it in in which it it brings happiness and joy and actually tells people, you know, about the way our lives have gone. Kind of preaches the gospel in some ways. Um, If we live it out that way, then we end up sitting with that kid for an hour. And we end up talking about Jesus yeah and I, I, I can't help but think that you know if if you are listening to this and you're looking to make a difference or you you, you feel like you just just need to tell people about Jesus you need to tell people um, about what he's done you can do that with just your words absolutely but it doesn't have to be just with your words there might be something that he's given you that he's giving you so that you can nurture and you can build, and you can practice, and you can eventually give away. And in doing so, you are telling people about Jesus. And one of the most spectacular ways possible by taking something he's giving you and stewarding it well and giving it back to other people so that they say, man, you are one of four that I like. Mm -hmm. I like you guys so much, I check the weather where you're at on any (laughs) particular day right you know that just brings a smile to your face and I I can't help but think that you know there are those listening like I wish that I was I wish that I was told something like this when I was a kid because when I started the band I messed up Mm -hmm. I thought it was all about us preaching the gospel from stage and that we couldn't be a Christian band making a difference unless we were saying Jesus with our mouths yeah right right that was my thinking and I learned the hard way over the course of ten years, maybe eight years, that it was much less about what about what, um, about what we were saying from stage, and a lot more about how we were living out our lives and what our lyrics had to say as far as being relatable, mm-hmm. teachable.
0: Yeah. I want to hijack our original episode plan and run with this. So we were going to talk about discipleship. We'll get there someday. Uh, let's talk about. Let's, I kind of I figured. Let's, figured let's, let's talk about evangelism. This. We'll start this episode off with our faith topic. Let's call it evangelism for, for lack of better mm-hmm. words. Maybe it, that that will change. But I feel like we're kind of heading in that direction. Um, yeah. I was thinking about this. So I. So some of you might have noticed I, I have a tattoo on my forearm. And um, the tattoo is a, it's actually, a, there's a verse from Isaiah, and it's, I will make you a light to the nations that my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. I love that verse. Um, but the, the tattoo is actually a light bulb, and in the filament, it is written, love. And mm. this is something that, like, growing up in the church, I heard the same thing, like, tell the world, you know, go out and tell the world that Jesus loves them. And it's not that simple. It really isn't. And it's almost damaging to think that mm-hmm. it is because all of a sudden Christians feel entitled to tell people what mm-hmm. they should do, what they should believe, what they should think. And, and when there's disagreement, uh, then <laughs> the example that we're supposed to be uh, in most cases does not actually show through. It's not very clear. So I've, I've just learned... And, and the other thing that we have to remember is that everyone's calling is different, like you mentioned. Everyone has a different purpose. Everyone has a different way of evangelizing, if we're going to go with that. Um, mm-hmm. Some people don't feel comfortable. Uh, like, so so my youth group one night decided, we're, we're going to go to a mall, like the local mall, and we're just going to go up and ask people if we can pray for them. Mm-hmm. Now as someone growing up in the church, this might not sound very weird, but as someone who has never gone to church, having someone come up to you and say, can I pray for you is mm-hmm. very, very uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not at all how I would want someone to, uh, I mean, maybe maybe for that one specific person that you know, 5% might be like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. I need prayer so badly. Thank you so much for caring enough to come and ask me. But like, we were going just as a youth group, like a bunch of kids, going mm-hmm. up to random people to pray for them with the intent of sharing the gospel with them. Which, sure, it's it's a great it's a great idea, but practically, we were just mm-hmm. trying to to convert them to Christianity. Mm-hmm. It always gets to me when people are like, "This many people got saved," yeah. <laughs> like that phrase. Mm-hmm irks me because it's not about mm. numbers. It's not about how many people you've brought to Christ. It's not about the people that you're working on in your life that mm-hmm. aren't Christians. Like, I hate that. I hate that mentality. Yeah. Being a light, and this is why I have this tattoo, being, li- being a light is just simply to love. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's simply to uh, act like Jesus did. Um, and this kind of goes into discipleship a little bit too, but like... Um, you know, being a a follower of Jesus, which is Christianity, it's it's way less religious than we make it out to be. It's simply just seeing how Jesus lived and following that. Hmm. You know, Jesus was the example. We're following that example. What did Jesus do? He healed people. He loved people. He hung out with sinners and the worst of the worst. Most of his disciples were the lowest of the low. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. the people that he hung out with, surrounded himself with, interacted with, uh, you know, they're not like they're, they're the low, lower class, you know, like mm-hmm. it's. And so I have a caveat yeah. to this. Go for it. Take it. Away. I have a caveat to this. So I
1: have. Are you familiar with the term poser? Yeah. It, it, sure. It's pretty closely connected with a, a skateboarder, right, who's, who's not actually a, a yeah, skater. He's right. wearing etnies and, sure. or vans, but he's not actually a skater. Okay. Yeah. So no one likes a poser. Yeah,
0: it's, it's like, hypocritical.
1: Yeah, it's somebody, it's somebody yeah. who's pretending to be something that they're not, really. Yeah. I think it's pretty safe to say that everyone... It's easy to respect someone who is legitimate and authentic... Most of the time, regardless of what they're authentic and legitimate about, I mean, at least they deserve respect for being that way. Like, there's a politician that I won't say. I disagree with a lot of his, of where he's coming from and what he's pushing for and how he's voted and everything in the past, but I respect the fact that he's always been the same way. He's always voted the same way, Mm -hmm. right? It's hard not to respect that. I think if, if you're a Christian who is going into a mall and telling people about Jesus because you can't help yourself. You're not thinking about the fact that it might be uncomfortable for people. You just you you, you can't wait to, to tell it. yeah you can't wait to tell people about this thing that that's just you know, you, you can't contain yourself. Right. <laughs> and it's and it's and it's the way you live, it's 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 everything to you, then I can't help but respect that. Mm-hmm. It's the, it's the mentality that you're talking about that is upsetting and hurtful. Right. Which is this, that's flip this switch and let's go do this thing. Mm-hmm. That really isn't all that important to us unless it's this activity on a Wednesday night. Right. Until it's time to do it, we're just going to keep this thing off. Okay, now let's turn it on. Yeah. Um, think of, think of a drummer. Think of a drummer who just loves drumming. There's one on this tour, Alex Rudinger. Mm. loves drums. Amazing drummer. I don't care. I don't care what he says about drumming. I don't care how um, foreign it is or how simple it is. I'm going to sit and listen to it. Yeah. And I'm going to respect it. And I'm probably going to take it as like gospel. Yeah. This is true because he loves it. And everybody bakes it into the cake with a drummer like him that like, he loves it and he knows it. And it's, it's who he is. And they're willing to listen to him about it because they know he loves it. He's not faking it. Yeah. I think the thing about evangelism that gets maybe a little bit messed up is that it's like this switch that we have to turn on. We have to say, okay, activate, engage, go do this thing. <laughs>
0: yeah, right.
1: And it's like, wait, just five seconds it's ago. It's lifestyle. Yeah. Y- you weren't this person mm-hmm. and now, and now you are just go be the same person. Mm-hmm. and let let what you're passionate about what you're excited about who you really are take prominence that's right be, be you know be the primary driver in this just like we were just talking about with drumming it's like I learned the hard way that I don't have to talk about Jesus in order to have a discussion about Jesus it's kind of funny like yeah you right. drop this thing you raise your hands and surrender I start playing drums, I shut my mouth, and all of a sudden I'm sitting with this kid for an hour long conversation, half of which is about Jesus. Mm. And um, I'm, just, I'm just, I can't help but think that the church has lost so much credibility by taking on this poser approach of saying, I want to wear etnies, but I'm not a skater. But um, but skateboarding's so cool. Like, I really want to be a skater. Skating's awesome. I believe in skating. Like, skating is something that I'm really passionate about, but I, I can't really do. So I, I'm just going to put on that knees and just kind of pretend. And it's like, everybody can see that.
0: Mm-hmm. Everybody
1: knows you can't do an ollie. You can't do a shove it. You don't really know what you're doing. You, you don't even really know how to wear those shoes. Yeah. So wear the shoes that you're comfortable wearing, that you like wearing, for the activity that you really love. That's not skating. Right. And people will respect it. Um... And they'll talk to you about it. That's right, yeah. They'll talk to you about it, and they'll listen to you, and you'll be able to have good conversations about it because people know that you actually mean
0: it. Mm-hmm. I think let's, let's just take it a step further. I think what the issue is, really, is, is expecting everybody to evangelize the same way. Because like, I've definitely mm. met people who have, who have a gift For just going up to somebody saying, listen, I just felt this on my heart for you. This is what I think God is telling you. And I needed to share this with you. Can I pray with you about this? And, and they just have a gift of how to communicate that to people the right way where it doesn't make them feel too uncomfortable. And, um, and oftentimes it's spot on because they're hearing something from God and they're, Mm -hmm. you know, um, translating that. And, but, but for, th- for, those, for, for the church to say, okay, this is how you should evangelize. This mm-hmm. is the way. We're all going to do it this way. That is where we start seeing some, <laughs> uh, some error, I guess. It's, yeah. um, it'd be like me saying, okay, so Matt is an amazing drummer, and he gets to share the gospel every night because he's touring and plays drums. We as Christians need to follow this example. We all need to be drummers in touring bands so, that we can, bands so that we can share the gospel. It's like, no, of course not. Like, that's not the way yeah. to do it. Um, and, I, you know, I felt like like for a while when I was growing up, like that was what you had to do. I, I had to go on that mission trip to the third world country to fulfill mm-hmm. God's calling on my life. Because if I didn't do that, I wasn't a real Christian. <laughs> if mm-hmm. I, like, that's not the case at all. Like, you've got people mm-hmm. in your community. You've got neighbors to to talk to. And you don't have to go to their front door, knock on their front door and say, Hey, can I tell you a little bit about Jesus real quick? Here, let's come over. Let's read my Bible. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like you don't have to do that. You just have to hang out with them, love them, crack open a beer and watch some football. Because because mm-hmm. if you are, uh, if this is a passion for you, if you love Jesus and being a Christian and following him is a lifestyle for you that will inevitably show through right it's Mm -hmm. like it you don't have to force it out you don't have Mm -hmm. to follow this uh standard of evangelism you just have to be yourself like Matt said you have to uh you just have to be with people interact with people be yourself and that will show through what do
1: you think about the word integrity uh when it comes to this whole topic
0: like, I think it's I remember, so important. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I remember growing up and hearing about a, co- a conference. My mom was like, your dad's going to a conference called Men of Integrity. Mm. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah, I have. Yep. Yeah. And, I, and my response was, dad doesn't need to go to that. He already knows. <laughs> he already knows how. He's an expert. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. That's how I responded as like a 12 year old. Yeah. It's like, dad that could like teach that conference right <laughs> and I, I, I bring that up because Annie and I were talking about the other day we've been working on ourselves in leading up to getting married in May we're going through this marriage book and it's brutal mm-hmm. it's like it doesn't seem brutal the questions are so innocent and light yeah. and you answer it and it's like oh this is this isn't deep and then you talk about it and you're like oh my gosh how am, I, <laughs> like, how am I actually going to handle this situation when it comes mm-hmm. up we were talking about how both of us in in working through some personal things that we kind of keep in the dark and saying, you know what? No more. Because I want to be transparent and honest with the person I'm with and it hurts them when I do that. Right. We feel like we're not hiding in the shadows anymore with certain parts of our lives and our hearts. And the way that we're being the way that we're being taught in this premarital course is like you have to be all open, all out there with your spouse. Like, you have to be in the same circle. Mm-hmm. You can't have these, these parts of your lives that are like, well, this is still mine. Right. And it's very biblical to say that, you know, you need to die to yourself. Like, this is mm-hmm. a high calling, right? Yeah, Yep. You, I mean, you could probably speak to this in large part because you've been married for a while. But the one thing I was saying to Annie is, working on these two particular areas of my life, and mitigating some of that, like, this is mine, you know, you don't need to see this, or I, I, I don't really need to be all that open about this. Just getting rid of, of those two areas mm-hmm. has made me feel like we are uh, a team. Yeah. And we know each other. Right. Like we're, not, like, we're not hanging up the phone or, like, you know, getting off FaceTime and then, and then going and, like, being this other person. Mm-hmm. Right? And I think that's what I mean with evangelism. It's like, who are you really when the doors close and the lights are off? Who are you really um, when you're by yourself? Um, if, 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 you, if you love and praise and worship and pray to Jesus in those moments, you won't even need to think about going to a mall and engaging this evangelistic you know, event Yeah. Or thinking about like, how am I going to do this? It's just going to happen in the same way that, you know, us as drummers, we're just going to get in the car Mm -hmm. and without even thinking about it, we're playing on the dashboard. Like, I don't think about that. It just kind of happens. And I, I could be wrong, but I, I think that in my life, the people, to your point, the people that are really gifted in saying like, Hey, I just felt like God was telling me this. It's, it's so obvious that it's not Forced, Right. And it's just like, that's the way they live their lives. Mm-hmm. And there's really not a whole lot that's hidden. Um, everything is sort of out in the open. I yeah. want to be that kind of person. I want to yeah. be that kind of Christian. I want to be that kind of spouse. I, I, I'd like to be that kind of friend. I want to be that kind of podcaster where the stuff we're talking about on here is stuff I'm actually doing, actually living out. Which I think is part of the reason this podcast is oftentimes hard for us. Yeah is because it's so convicting because it's like we're talking about (laughs) how can I really
0: talk about this
1: like I'm struggling with this right now (laughs) (laughs) like I don't I don't fully understand this and yet let's just try to talk about it right and let's see what we can come up with and then let's see if we can live it out yeah for me in this season season of my life I'm learning a lot about integrity uh, going into getting married and just trying to put everything out front in the open. And I think alongside of this topic of evangelism, it just seems very fitting Yeah. that I am not the kind of person that's going to go out to a mall and say, can I pray for you? Yeah. But I want to love Jesus enough. I want to I, I know Jesus enough to the point where that might just happen yeah. without me even thinking about it me going up to someone being like, whoa, can't believe I just did that. Didn't even yeah. think about it.
0: Right. I think uh, where evangelism fails is where there's a lack of integrity. I think that's kind of how we can sum it up. Like mm-hmm. there has to be authenticity there because if, if you're evangelizing to somebody and, there's, and it's not real... And I I actually would love to hear, like, if there's anyone listening to this that hasn't turned it off by now, that's not a Christian. I know there's a number (laughs) of you that have left the church for good reasons. I know there's a number of you who just stay away from the church for good reasons. I'd love to hear from you guys. Like, what was it that turned you off to Christians? And mm-hmm. why do you listen to this podcast? <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, what that's was it the that, topic of what, the podcast, what, right what there? Why, do you, you listen to this why podcast? do you listen to this podcast? <laughs> like, what was it that turned you off to church? What was it that turned you off to to Christianity? Because I can almost guarantee that it was a lack of authenticity, a lack of mm-hmm. uh, integrity. Because, like, that's yeah. where it goes wrong. If you if you see the same person um, being a hypocrite. Like, they just told you this, they just treated you this way, but then they go and do this, and inevitably that's going to happen because we all have faults. We all, we're, you know, we're flawed as humans. We're going to screw up, and, and most of the time those uh, those failures are going to be seen. But um, when we're trying to force something and set a standard and do something without the actual relationship with Christ and without the actual love of uh, Christ, and if we're if we're doing something and it's not real, it's going to show through. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And that's where harm happens. So, I hope this was convicting yeah. to some of you and eye-opening to uh, others. And <laughs> yeah, was certainly uh, yeah that for me. So, yeah, absolutely. It's this is an important topic,
1: yeah. and it's um, it's not. It doesn't have to be rocket science either. Mm-hmm do you love Jesus? Do you want to tell people about him? I want to get to the point where I love him enough that I just can't help myself. Yeah. And the same way that, do you love drums? Do you want to talk to people about it? Are you going to be annoying to some people about how much you talk about it? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. They'll still respect you because they realize one thing is true. You love drums. Yeah. It doesn't have to be all that much different. And yet the difference between drumming and Jesus, if, if, you, if you look at it on a, A sliding scale is Jesus died so that you can live that's right Jesus gave you that desire to play drums Jesus has never left you has never turned his back on you he's always been there for you I mean to the degree that I love drums I mean I I wish I could say I love Jesus as as much as I love drums on every single day and yet you think about what you love, right? Mm-hmm. I think about drumming a lot. Do I think about Jesus as much? This is a convicting thing. And yeah. I, think, I think it really starts with this idea of like, who are you when the door's closed and the lights are off and no one's watching you? Because mm-hmm. what you're building there is what you love. Right. It's who you are. It's, it's what you have planted in your soul, and it's what you're going to take with you as you go out into the world. So I think we need to take a close look at who we really are and what we think about and what we really love in order to figure out how we're going to evangelize. That's right. It can't, it, it can't work the other way. We know that. We, yeah. we, 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 we've just determined that. It can't work from this place of starting at the end and working backwards. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're going to try to win over or save right. 50 people tonight. Wait, what? That's the end. <laughs> Yeah. Of the equation, we need yeah. to start at the beginning. That's
0: right, that's exactly right. That's good stuff, man. So we have a few minutes here, and I want to give uh, <laughs> some of our listeners some drum meat. So uh, that's right. Let's move into uh, our next topic, which uh, I'm really excited for. Um, yeah. So we're going to talk about some lessons that we've learned uh, over the last, I guess, three months. You know, so far this year and some accomplishments that we've made. And um, yeah, I'll let you kick this one off. All right, sounds good. So in coming up with this topic, I was thinking
1: about how oftentimes we're, we're talking about things in the future, goals, things to work on, things to make progress in, things we wanna do, things we haven't done yet. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's, it's obviously important to look backwards and look at our checklist Oftentimes we have a checklist and we fail to look back and like actually check think about the yeah. things that we've that we can check off now, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and I, I thought about this the other day when I was with the band in dressing after a show. It was one of the bigger shows on the tour. And I was like, guys, I think it's it's important to just stop and think about the fact that we've worked really, really hard to get to this point on tour on this particular tour with all the COVID protocol and here we are and we just played the show all the prep um, all the behind the scenes all the logistics we just did that show it's so easy to be like okay tomorrow's another big one I think we should just stop and say good job this is actually happening and that was incredible um, and it made me realize that I, A lot of us a lot of my drum students don't do this enough and they're in drumming. They're constantly looking for the next thing they want to work on, which is obviously a strength. But what can tend to happen is you forget about the progress you've made and therefore you're 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 thinking to yourself, is this really working? Am I really getting better? Is this Mm. really worth it? And if, if you can look back Right, and if you can say, "Huh, I used to not be able to do this, and now I can," yeah. that gives you a sense of confidence and reassurance that you c- can probably do this next thing too. But don't right. forget to look back when you also check that off the list. Right. right. So I want to take this time for this drumming topic, for this you know for the drum topic for today to just look at my own drumming over the last three months and assess where I'm at good and bad yeah so I didn't really bring that up at first but I think it'd be good to talk about the bad too not just well, the good well mine will be mostly bad so okay very good. <laughs> <laughs> the bad and the good mine'll be bad very good <laughs> so I'll start I'll start with the bad um I am getting old You can I say that again. Say. I'm just kidding. <laughs> really you look much say. younger this episode, though. You got yeah, the clean I,
0: shave. I, you know,
1: I clean my face up. I yeah. feel like a human being. You know, I showered today, been working out. There's a lot of pros here, but yeah. I'm getting old, and the other day, Tim, I was playing, and my blast beats um, have, my technique has gotten better. I've yeah. noticed when I'm playing, like I'm rounding over the stick, and you'll know what I mean. Um, yeah i say like my wrist movement is like my wrist mechanics are better mm-hmm. but i noticed this pain in my in the top part of my wrist yeah, exactly i'm like no about. no 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 this has not happened played through it after the show talked to spencer and uh he was like feeling my hand he's like huh feels fine he went up my arm felt my tricep he's like oh he's like did you work out yesterday or today like triceps? Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, my triceps are real sore. He's like, there you go. Yep. And, he, and he was right. I thought it was tendonitis. Here, in fact, me working out causes me pain when I yeah. play drum style. Because <laughs> 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 my body's trying to compensate for the fact that something's
0: tight. It's not yeah. a pulled muscle. It's not a, you know, anyway. Yeah, well, it's crazy so when, you, when you think about how old. your muscles work. I mean, Spencer went into it in, d- in detail last episode, but like yeah. if one muscle is tired... Another muscle kind of has to pull the weight, and I guess yeah. in this case it was your wrist. You know, your exactly the muscle right here, and your yeah, makes sense. That's exactly right. Makes sense.
1: So it was it was kind of a bummer, but it was it was also amazing to see like the next show. I didn't have any pain in my wrist, and I was thinking yeah. I'm gonna have to go get Biofreeze again. Which, by the way, have I ever told you the story about er, like early on in the ABR days when we were playing American Legions and I had tendonitis?
0: No. Yeah, I never had okay. this one.
1: <laughs> okay. So, I had tendonitis in my I think it was my left hand, like my wrist. Mm-hmm. I was practicing a lot in those days and landscaping, getting a lot of use. So, I someone's like you need to buy Biofreeze, which is just like a it's like a numbing agent. It's like mm-hmm. a gel. Yeah. It, it comes in like a toothpaste bottle. Mm-hmm. So, I bought it, took it to the show. I really thought I had like carpal tunnel. I was pretty concerned. And I had it in my back pocket. We had played the show. I was packing up. And all of a sudden, my left butt cheek <laughs> feels <laughs> feels like, uh, yeah. how do I say it? I guess it felt numb. I was going to say mm-hmm. it, I couldn't feel it, but I think it just felt numb. Yeah. <laughs> and the bottle of Biofreeze cracked open because I had sat on it. And it going all over my pants, like my entire <laughs> left side of my leg and butt i could not feel by the end of the night i couldn't feel my leg i was like oh walking my like my great uncle you know like i can't i can't keep it together so i was telling annie about this Thank God like, I God you got to through get the show. Biofreeze again <laughs> yeah exactly i didn't have to use it this time that's funny just uh, and actually the pain, the the pain <laughs> the, especially the front pocket <laughs> the pain uh the pain went away and um turns out it was just me getting old so yeah, I'd say that that would be the worst thing about the past three months. Okay, that's... I've been I've been practicing a lot, so there's probably not going to be a lot of negative. At least that's the goal. Yeah. Um. And the positive is, like I was saying, blast beats. My wrist mechanics have gotten better. Yeah, just taking me years and years and years. But I'll certain nights I'll I'll feel it. I'll look down, and it's just like yes, that's what I've always wanted—the ability to play two you know, 200 BPM. Yeah. Hardly move my arms at all. Right. Uh, the other thing is Spencer's helped me learn how to sit higher and play double bass with a little bit more fluidity. And I have good days and bad days with it, honestly. I'm still learning how to do it. I struggle with using hip flexor versus my ankle. Sometimes mm-hmm. I want to focus too much on ankle when I should be using hip flexor. And so what I've been learning, this speaks to what I've been learning more so, um, is much like working out is not a passive activity, drumming is not a passive activity. I actually play drums way better when I'm thinking about what body part I'm using to play drums. Sounds Hmm. weird, but like I don't play as well when I just like sit back and let it happen sometimes I do but it's it's rare I I play better and there's especially the difficult parts I play way better when I'm like okay you have to activate your hip flexor for this you Mm -hmm. cannot just use ankle and when I think about it you know uh mind to to body part I play way better because it's like okay this is actually the way it's supposed to be played or executed
0: which down the road, so I, that might become more second nature where you can just sit back and not think about it as much. But, agreed. Uh, I but wish yeah. I could.
1: Yeah. For those difficult well, parts you're that new I things, struggle with. Even
0: at this level of your playing, you're still... Yes. is why we love drumming, right? Because it's, <laughs> after you learn how to play it well, you're successful in it and you master it, quote unquote. Yeah. Th- you, there's still... Next. Yeah. What's, what's next? <laughs> <laughs> that's right.
1: So that's what I'm making progress in. What I've made progress in past tense, and I'm proud about, m- are my wrist mechanics, and what I'm bad at is figuring out how to stay young. Mm. <laughs> I haven't found the fountain. We're either. all looking for that one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Curious case of Benjamin Buttons. Right. Yeah. Where are you? Yeah, the uh, fountain of of uh, life, or whatever it is. The. the- oh, that's a great movie. Right? Isn't that a movie? I, I don't know if I've ever seen a movie called, I was just thinking like the, you know, the... The Fountain of Youth. Or The Fountain of Youth is what it is, yeah. I've never seen yeah, the movie, but, but I, th- I know it's a thing. I think
1: there's a movie, and I and my friend growing up, well, this is probably 10 years ago, he's like, you have to see that movie, it's
0: incredible. Mm. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. We're pretty good with movie recommendations on this podcast. I feel like we throw out some good ones at least from time to time (laughs) you know well we can think of the names (laughs) yeah when we can remember
1: yeah it's called it's called Fountain of Life okay Uh, I don't think that's it that has horrible (laughs) reviews that's not it the cult classics
0: typically do right If Rotten Tomatoes scores it badly, then there's a good chance it's a pretty good movie.
1: That's usually true, but this is a fantasy, (laughs) and the description is He-Man and his warriors have to stop Kothos and Jen Tataran from stealing the magic from the Great Fountain of Life. (laughs) 3.7 out of 10 stars, 62 votes. Okay.
0: Not it. Yeah, I'm going to go with that (laughs) one not being a great movie. (laughs) I probably won't put that on the, the watch list. Don't. Don't watch it. I think I think honestly, I think it's called
1: the fountain. That's what the it's fountain. called. Fountain. Okay. Yes. It's with Hugh Jackman.
0: Okay. Well, there you go. It's on my watch list. There it Hugh is. Jackman's in it. <laughs> watch the fountain. Huge Jackman. And Let me know what you think. That guy uh, has yeah. figured out a way to find the fountain of youth. That's for sure. He looks exactly Dude. like he does in X-Men one. He's incredible. <laughs> He's in such good shape. And what a great singer, too. I had no idea about his Broadway background or any of that until later on.
1: Dude, have you seen... Um, the Greatest
0: Showman? The Greatest Showman? We talked about this. Have oh, we? my gosh. What a yeah, movie. Yeah, great, great movie. Great movie.
1: I was blown away. There were people in my life telling me to watch it, and I'm like, yeah, I'll get to it. I didn't really think it would be much. And then I watched it, and I'm like, whoa,
0: I can't get this song out of my head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a great movie. It's incredible. I was the same way. I mean, I, I love Broadway, and I love... Musicals, but for some reason when it's like a movie, I don't take it as seriously, you right. know? And so I was not really like, it wasn't on the top of my list, but same thing. A bunch of people were like, you have to watch it. Like, it's the movie of the year. And so I did, and I was very impressed.
1: Yeah. So.
0: Okay, you're up. Yeah, We okay. have um, seven minutes left. <laughs> yeah. So I guess a lesson that I've been learning is... Despite how much motivation you have, despite how much you want to do something and put, um, like you know, set goals for yourself, if you simply do not have the time <laughs> to do something, it's not gonna happen. I right. like this year. I set out. I set out. Like, like my New Year's resolution was to play drums more, to get more content out. Um, like I committed to like two or three different, um, like cover projects. I was like, this will definitely get me on the kick. Cause now I have to practice. There's people counting on me and I have to get my parts recorded. Guess how many times I've played drums this year, Matt. <laughs> this whole year? Since January 1st of this year. Oh, Guess how many times I've is... actually sat down and played drums. Man, the fact that
1: you can count means it's, Definitely less than 10. (laughs) So I'm going to say, I'm going to go with a real simple
0: 7. Bro, 0. I have not played drums once this year. And it is killing me. It is killing me. (sighs) So so here's what happened. I'm not I I'm cannot not the type imagine. of person I'm you not need the type of person podcasting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I make time for the podcast. I don't have time for anything else. Um, yeah. so in in all seriousness there were probably one or two instances where I could have played <laughs> drums and I chose to do something else. So yes, that's on me. My bad. But <laughs> it's, it's actually killing me that I that I haven't played drums. I'm like so frustrated about it. Um but uh, Jan 1 started uh, I got a promotion started, you know, working more and I've worked nights and I've, you know, I've just worked a lot throughout the day when I would normally take a break or eat lunch or do something productive that's not working. I've been working. (laughs) So it's just like, it's been crazy. And then, you know, the kids have gotten to be more like my youngest turned one and he is full blown climbing and walking and he's into everything. And, it doesn't feel like when I think about it, it's like, well, how could that possibly make me more busy? It somehow does. I, I don't even know. It just, it, <laughs> him being him progressing and he's, he's needier. We, he needs more attention. Uh, it just, it's made me busier. And, um, so this is like really just the busiest time of my life. And, um, I've already set <laughs> more goals for the end of the year. I want to do, uh, and feel free listeners to steal this idea. Cause I think it's brilliant. I want to do, um, I want to do a drum cover advent calendar in december so like starting december 1st post something every day up until christmas doesn't have to be just christmas songs but basically like you know all, yeah. like an advent calendar counting down to christmas and just post the cover every day and i am determined to do this like i want to do this even if i'm putting content together for the next, you know, three months just to have it ready so I can post every day in December. Right. This is my plan. Uh, feel free right. to do it with me, guys. It's I feel like it's a really cool idea. And for no other reason yeah. than just the satisfaction of posting content and yeah. and getting something up there. So so <laughs> that is my goal. But what I've it's really nice learned goal. in this. What I've learned in this is that like you can you can make commitments and you can set set goals and, and do all this stuff. But ultimately like I just haven't had the time and I've been really hard on myself about it, but I can't be because there, I, you know, I said it early on. My purpose is my family. You know, we've set goals as a family that are higher on the priority list than me posting drum content and Mm -hmm. doing covers with friends. Like uh, it's, you know, there's things that I have to do. Um, to be able to fulfill my purpose as, uh, as a husband and as a dad um, mm-hmm. and to help this family grow and, and move them in the direction that we've decided to move in. So, um, so that's what I've learned. I've learned a lot about this because I've been really hard on myself about it and the fact that I haven't played once and I'm literally sitting here on my drum throne looking at my drum kit the sticks are right here <laughs> and I'm talking to Matt instead. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's killing me. You have no idea. Uh, <laughs> but, um, blame you. yeah fact, So you when I was younger I. Had, I had, yeah. when I was younger, I had all the time in the world but shitty equipment. but at least yeah. I played all the time. I played all the time. <laughs> now I have amazing, incredible equipment that I would have just drooled over when I was younger oh, and I have true? no time to play it. <laughs> but yes, um, I have been trying to learn uh, how to not, I guess not, I'm, I'm going to lose, I know I'm losing stamina as I, as I sit here and don't play. I know that I'm losing some of my technique. <laughs> but, but I also have tried to find ways to just continue learning um, like digesting new music. Um, you know, air drumming, surprisingly, has actually taught me how to break down certain drum parts, whereas mm-hmm. I, I've never played them on the kit, but I'm sure I could sit down right now and play these parts because I've broken mm-hmm. them down mentally in my head through air drumming or through just, you know, like playing on the steering wheel. You know, I found that just listening to music and playing along with whatever I have next to me or in front of mm-hmm. me has really helped me just maintain um, like learning parts and understanding drums. And so there's a lot of things like I feel like my triplets are going to be top-notch when I get back on the kit because I've been working <laughs> on my triplets like all day. Air drumming. You know, so it's just don't like. Don't
1: you feel like like whatever task you're doing, like say you're washing dishes, don't, I mean, don't you just feel like, oh, I just need to get this done so that. Yeah. or if you're in a conversation like i just need to get this done so so that i can play mm-hmm. or do you or do you feel like it's to the point it's to the point now where it's been 2 months you know it's been 70 days and you're like
0: well at this point what's the point of even getting back to it i think i've just i've i've pulled back my realistic expectations of myself and and so yeah. like i don't ever like living life for the next thing we've talked about this before living life for the next thing is not Is not a way to live, you know, it's like, I don't want to be doing every single remedial task throughout the day with like, I just need to finish this so I can do this because my laundry list is too long. Like I I cannot finish it all. So I'm just going to be the next two months. I'll just be going through the next two months waiting until I can get through it. And I don't want to live that way. So I try to find the things that I can enjoy, um, you know, and spending time with my family is important and I enjoy it. So it's not yeah. like I'm just trying to rush through it to get, sure, you know, through it. Um, I mean, yeah, sure. Wo- you know, loading the dishwasher and doing laundry and you know some of that stuff, I I I will definitely rush through if I can. But I've like found right. joy in like cooking. You know, like I've yeah. nerded out on cooking and on coffee and you know, got into whiskey a little bit. So like now I'm like, I'm going to try this whiskey tonight while I'm making dinner, you know, like it's so I'm I'm trying to make it. We have,
1: yeah, we have so much stuff on our wedding registry for, (laughs) um, for our kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as you get the invite, you should go on. So we're registered at, at Target and, and Amazon. And there, there's a lot. What's the uh, thing that you want the most? There's a lot of cooking stuff on there. Well, Annie's a really good cook, so I I kind of let her take the reins on what what she she needs there. Yeah. Uh, I won't speak to that, but I think I am. I there's two things. Am I okay. allowed to have two? Yeah, you can have two. Okay, I might not the buy one, them both for you, but <laughs> oh, oh, this is what you're gonna buy. I want to I'm not gonna. I,
0: no, I want to not know gonna what, mention them, I want to know what you want the most. Like when you open it, because like. Sure. When you open on Christmas Day, like a pair of socks, at this age, my old age, I get really excited because yeah. I love socks yep. or underwear, Same. but um or like a <laughs> new beard trimmer, you know, like that makes me excited. But like yeah. I'm not like over the moon about it, you know. So what's yeah. the thing that if you opened it up, you're like, yes, I'm so glad someone got me this. What is it? What's the thing on your list? I think it's
1: the I think it's the coffee maker I just added. That's like a. Um, <sighs> It's a pretty decent, I know it's not up to your grade, espresso <laughs> yeah. level. Like I looked at those and some of those are like 300 bucks, yeah. 400 bucks at least. and more yeah. Yeah. and more, which I, I didn't put anything like that on. Cause that's just, it's too much. I, yeah. I don't, it's nice and I'd love to have it, but it's,
0: it's, it's a nice little much. Yeah. So yeah.
1: Sure. yeah. So I put a, um, um, I put a pretty, pretty affordable drip coffee machine on there, like 50 bucks. And then I put like a pretty decent um a grinder um, no no it's like a like not k cups keurig but there's another company nespresso i think is what Mm. it is yeah yeah and and they make one that i'm that i would be like pretty stoked to have it's like 150 bucks okay So that's nice um and then the other the other one is like a (laughs) and then the other one is a nice cooler it's not not a yeti because those are like a thousand dollars but there's one that that i can take you know if annie and i go out camping for the weekend or if i if we go out on the canoe or kayak or something um yeah that's pretty nice so
0: cooler cooler and coffee okay cooler and coffee all right yeah well these were some good conversations we had today couple of them they were sure unexpected. Were. <laughs> but yeah, this was I, I, I this was great.
1: It. Absolutely. And you know what? The technical difficulties uh, proved that, <laughs> yeah, once again, right. it's a good episode if we have a hard time. It, it literally took us an hour. It took me an hour Yeah, to get things up and going. I had to haul everything into the hotel lobby area. I found this really great little corner. We'll post a picture of this. Um, and then I couldn't figure out how to get things up and running. Finally got it and... This has been awesome. Yeah. So thanks, thanks for tuning into this. We're, we're a little bit over time, but okay. uh, thank you for checking out this podcast if it's your first time. Love for you to go back and listen to uh, a bunch of episodes we have out. Um, we cover drums and faith, usually in that order. Um, today was a little different. This is the
0: first time we switched it up this way, I think.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, it's, yeah. I think today was the first time. We we have a um, an awesome group of people supporting us called the Inner Circle. Um, there's a bunch of different tiers, and you have access to some sweet perks depending on which tier you select. Mm-hmm. Great community over there if you want
0: to be a part of that. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Check that out. It's uh, Patreon.com/holyghostnotes, and uh, I actually have a new shout out um, to uh, a new Inner Circle member. So huge shout out to Brian Reyes. Thank you for your support, dude. And thanks, Brian. Um, looking forward to getting to know you in the inner circle and um yeah thank you all so much just for keeping us going we were talking a little bit in pre-roll um about you know we're, we're actually coming up on our three-year anniversary episode next next episode will be officially three years of doing this podcast or releasing mm-hmm. episodes and it's kind of mind-blowing to me tim i realized
1: that i've done three episodes on this tour that's how long it's been
0: Okay. Well that's a good way of tracking time like in right. mind, right?
1: I left home the twenty eighth of January. Yeah. We did February tenth, February twenty fifth, and now March tenth.
0: And this will be the last one on tour that we're recording. Correct. Because you'll be back home and that'll that'll be a little easier for you at least. <laughs> Much right? easier. Yeah. Much easier. Yeah. Although then it's you know, wedding planning becomes real. Once you get back, it's yeah. like oh, what's next it's been this real is, yeah yeah well, i'm <laughs> it's sure been, it's i'm sure it's been real but i definitely <laughs> but have hit the excuse. ground running i'm on tour i can't help <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah you're right it's gonna get busier yeah. um next week at this time i will be helping our photographer ray duker move out of his um current place into a house and then cool. spreading chicken manure in my new tractor <laughs> it's a great combo <laughs> Life will change significantly a week from now. <laughs> I gotta pretty tell you, the
0: contrast. <laughs> God bless. <laughs> Fun times. Well, thank you all for listening, and um, we really do appreciate you all. And uh, we'll see you next time.
1: Sounds good. Good job, Tim.
0: You too. Thank you. Peace. Peace.